0: You're listening to a podcast from Blogging Heads TV. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Bob. Ooh, that looks um, real. Is that a real? Is that a real black? Well, did you go into an altercation? I was at this. I was at the prestigious
1: Vanity Fair party in my glamorous Hollywood life, Bob and. I hope you didn't say anything about Jada. I was in the seventh room and you're in the seventh room, you're alone with Will Smith. And he came up and smacked me. And it was weird because I could tell it was because I voted for Trump. And I'm just sick of it. I'm I'm tired of being beaten up for voting for Trump. I'm giving up. I, I think they're right. I was led astray by contrarianism, cheap contrarianism of the New Republic and Michael Kinsley. And, you know, the the New York Times editorial board, they're very smart people. You should just do what they say. And there's an arc of history. You can't fight the arc. The arc is going where the arc is going. And uh, like I was, you know, I was was a big welfare reform supporter. And I look at the chart of, of what happened to child poverty after welfare reform. And you'll notice that although it goes up and down, it, wait, wait, it fell to record lows. It fell by... 25% 25% after uh, despite the recession after welfare reform. Oh, well, never mind.
0: April Fools. Oh, Mickey, you're such a kidder. You kidder you. Now, is that that the, the eye stuff looks convincing. You didn't pretty actually convincing. fall for that. You didn't actually no, fall for that. No, the eye doesn't look bad. I mean, let me see. It looks like it looks, I mean, it looks bad. That's my point. It looks like you actually got maybe beat up, but you didn't, huh?
1: No, I'm actually a genius at makeup, Bob. If That's you, impressive. If you go on the web and 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 search for how to give yourself a black eye with makeup, there's a nice woman who explains it all to you. Actually, it should have a little more yellow in it. You could get a job in Hollywood. Uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, I now know how to give myself a black so you eye still with makeup. Are,
0: so you still are a Trump supporter, then? That was a joke. No, I I'm I'm not.
1: I, I I voted for Trump. That's all I did, and. Uh, and uh, I'm uh, yes, I I I'm, I get beat up all the time, but I, you know, I was wrong. I mean, I I voted for Trump because I thought the Democrats would take the Congress in a big way,
0: mm. and
1: they didn't. So if they if I knew what I knew now, I don't know what I would do. Uh, uh, call me call me in six months after uh, Congress has failed or not failed to pass the refundable child tax credit and create a new underclass.
0: So you want to hear um you wanna hear another uh, April Fool's opening? The uh, this is from the podcast Russians with attitude. Wait, let me see if this works. It probably won't because this was not planned.
1: Hello, welcome to Russians with attitude. Breaking news, Russia has captured Kiev. A special military operation is
0: going according to plan. April's Fool's Day. Two Ukrainian helicopters. And- April's
1: Fool's Day. <laughs> April's Fool's Day. Well, they got that over with quickly.
0: Yep. But I got to so, say, I got to say, they're a little better at getting on stage and off stage in a compressed period of time than some people I know. I'm not, this is not some kind of, I'm not subtweeting. I ended that spiel you. pretty
1: quickly, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did. No, I was, it was, right. I mean, we didn't, uh, yeah, no, I was interested. I'm always interested in hearing about welfare reform. You didn't, uh, you didn't fall for it for a minute, right? No, actually, I, well, I mean, uh, uh, it's it's not a bad black eye. I I don't think I can do that well. It's not a bad black eye. Uh, I've seen well, worse. People are still talking about the black eye, and you I mean have Will Smith and Chris Rock. I
1: have I have four takes on it. Four count them four. Okay. First, uh, it vindicates the Robert Wright view of. It perfectly illustrates perfectly illustrates the Robert Wright view of the rule of law versus the rule of equities. I mean, you could say. Chris Rock's joke was tasteless, but uh, Will Smith clearly violated an internationally recognized boundary in smacking him. Just as Russia recognized well, a, internationally illegally, illegally, violated, recognized, illegally I, recognized I, I'm, I'm joking. But yeah. Yes, uh, just as Russia violated an international boundary in in invading Ukraine. So I've actually the, written this the, piece,
0: by the way. It's in my newsletter. It sounds like you no. did, you 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 didn't manage to come across it. And so no, you I read were,
1: it. Is that the, oh. is that the take that you said? If if you if we didn't agree it was better we should settle out
0: settle it outside like men. That was the one. That was the one. I, I said did that read it, the... but it,
1: it passed through my brain like Olestra, and and I forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> it's
0: been a while since I've heard okay. about Olestra. But what's your second? So there's take there's that one.
1: The second take is Justin Timberlake.
0: That's uh, that is the comparison. The costume reveal incident at the Super Bowl with yeah. Janet Jackson. Yeah, it's a terrible role model for America's youth.
1: And for anybody who might harbor thoughts of racism, it's exactly the stereotype confirming action that black Americans should not want and that kids should not ha- not in any way uh, venerate or laud. This, and it, so it's a complete fucking disaster. And that is that that is dawning on people. And Will Smith is getting a pile of shit.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. Hold on. That is the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar take. He was the first one that I saw do it in writing in a newsletter. I think it may be, even be on Substack. But uh, he he made those points about you know reinforcing stereotypes. You say Justin Timberlake? Well, my well, no, but that doesn't really fit. I mean, with Justin Timberlake, he he was a white guy. Well, but he was
1: he was reinforcing the idea that it's okay to rip off women's garments. You know, and
0: well, but, and, and see, and Will Smith was, is reinforcing the idea that it's okay to punch people in the face. Yeah. So, which for younger viewers, want to do this, every now and then, it's been a while, it's been longer than you and I realize. So, this was a halftime show at the Super Bowl. Justin Timberlake, this wasn't really part of the act, but he, but the, he and Janet Jackson, I guess, had prearranged it and he pulls off her clothing. And she had what was the deal? She had, I guess, I some, well, some not sort of enough on. Not she had some
1: gold star over her neck. strategically
0: but else. placed gold star yeah. or something. Um, and the funny thing is that liberals pretty much unanimously, people on the left pretty much unanimously came out in defense of kind of the two of them, uh, and against, you know, conservative stick in the muds who who opposed it. But my line at the time, I think I was kind of ahead of the time, is is I said this was an act of stylized sexual aggression. By a male on a female, it definitely was that. It definitely was like forcible disrobing, and uh, but honestly, nobody on the left was saying that back then. It was all like it was all like laughing at people who want speech codes at at Super Bowl halftime performances or something. Well, people people on the left are supporting Will Smith too. I mean, not all of them. I don't think it's that clear cut, but it's an interesting. You know, I had I had mentioned this to you when we talked earlier in the week about the extent to which this does align with the cancel culture uh argument there are some natural correspondences you know uh obviously like uh, shouldn't chris rock be able to say what he wants without being uh you know deplatformed or slapped in the face um and 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 do you sense a fair amount of correspondence i mean certainly the it's fading it's fading well, certainly the 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 IDW types and free speech crusaders are on Chris Rock's side as our stand-up comedians, and there and there tends to be overlap between those two anyway. But um, well, but just in
1: general, Will Smith is lo- losing the PR war. He's only begun to feel the hurt that he's going to feel. He's 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 uh, I think uh, he's damaged his career. I mean, he, one tends to come back for things faster these days than before. And but uh, you know his. His whole shtick is he was a good guy who you wanted to root for. He was sort of a uh unblemished hero and uh and he now has a bunch of blemishes. And I don't think he's gonna go thug. I mean, one 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 sort of career move would be to, oh, this dirties up his image in a good way, it'll create more appeal. I don't think his he doesn't make millions and millions of dollars per movie on the basis of that. So I think I think he's um, you know, he's gonna to have to grovel for a few more months. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, we'll see what All the Academy right. does. It sounds like the Academy is going to do something. I think it's true that since it happened, I mean, moments after the end of the ceremony, he seemed like he had emerged unscathed. They gave him a standing ovation for a kind of a strange acceptance speech. Um, and he was, you know, partying famously uh, now at the Vanity Fair party. But ever since then, it the tide has seemed to move he's, against he's, him. He's- a beer summit with Chris Rock would save him. Well, I think Chris Rock, I mean, first of all, he handled it about as well as you can handle it, uh, oh, yeah. as everyone has said. Uh, secondly, you know, I, I saw uh, an interview. He Apparently, this, it's consistent with his philosophy to kind of absorb it stoically. I saw an interview he had done years ago where he said he, he, there was a bully in school who had bullied him and one day, at, you know, after Chris Rock is a star, he, he sees this guy as uh, a security guard at his show. And he's like, you know, he could get him fired. He could retaliate. Right. But he's like fine with it. He's like, and he goes, he does this whole speech about when people hate, what is it? Not when people hate you, kiss them. When they do something, kiss them. It's, it's apparently there's some character in Bugs Bunny cartoon who <laughs> used to do something like this. Anyway, he had a whole philosophy about turning the other cheek. And that's what he did. I also think now to 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 look at it, what he's doing a little more cynically I actually think he's wise to not now joke about I mean if he wants to maximize the retaliation against Will Smith he is wise not to joke about it in his comedy act you know he's done one act since and he didn't joke about it he made a point of just saying no I'm still processing it because I think if he starts turning it into kind of a lighthearted thing the academy will, will crack down less harshly on Will Smith. That's, that's my theory. So he's kind of Chris Rock has, has played this perfectly when it first happened. I thought, man, I'm not sure which one of those I'd rather be in terms of, you know, the rest of my career, but now it seems like Chris Rock is yeah, the clear yeah, winner. Yeah. Well, the, um,
1: I agree. The, uh, the, there is this, um, there is still a mystery, which is the, uh, the, 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 the missing th- three seconds or so where Jada Pinkett whispers something to Will Smith that causes him to, uh, or oh, does she whisper? immediately proceed? That's the rumor. This footage hasn't been seen, but we assume it exists in the it, Academy. It must exist because that camera was uh, yeah, set. Yeah, they just cut yeah, away from so, it. Yeah. So, so what did she say? Was there some weird Scientology command, you know? You know that there's science there's Scientology. Adjacent. I learned
0: I learned that recently.
1: Uh, um the um Yeah, so so there's that mystery, so that may change things. Um as as uh my friend Richard Rushfield, uh who, who is pretty left, and so and he is definitely anti-Will Smith. Uh he he runs a website called the Ankler, co-runs it. Uh and and he had one take that I hadn't heard which is one of the, I doubt it's a major, major factor, but Will's, Will's you know, they, they gave him the standing ovation. You know, they they—he uh, they, they, they got to the dance the night away at parties, but he represented the uh, resentment of the Hollywood elite at all the people like the press and comedians who were making fun of them. So he was acting out the fantasies of all the A-list actors and actresses who were there in attendance who always want to smack somebody who's giving them grief and their agents say oh no you can't mm-hmm. and will smith went ahead and did it so there that 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 is a minor factor but it was an interesting interesting but how addition. many
0: people are coming out in support of will smith i haven't heard much of that i i mean uh, there's a lot of people coming out against him and a lot of people staying quiet but i haven't
1: was, yeah I, that that's true there was that conversation with 50 cent and will smith that seemed inconclusive. <laughs>
0: You mean the one, uh, the DM? Yeah. The one I told you I saw on Twitter? Did you tell me? Somebody told me that. Yeah. Yeah, but that was all before this. That was before oh. this. Oh. Um, the, the, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, now, there I were, mean- it was, it was a bad, you know, it was a B minus Don Rickles joke that was a little meaner than I think. You should be. I, I I'd like to see a list of cruelest jokes at the Academy Awards. I doubt it would be at the very top. The the one poll I saw, the country was about split 50-50, at least a day or two after it. Right. But but right. I suspect that half of them, who heard that she had a disease, think think it's a more serious disease than it right. is. I mean, it's they not nothing. I'm not, I'm not I'm not trivializing it, but they might right. think she's in chemo or right. or something. The, the, I did see I did see tweeters on
1: the right. Some say, of course, every man defends his woman. You know, blah blah blah. These are the manly virtues, and uh, so there's some of that. Yeah. And, and, and the one place it was, they they seemed to be more on Will Smith's side was in the South. And uh, I assume honor that's culture. Because, I assume that's because of honor culture. Um, speaking of honor culture, uh, did you see O.J.'s tweet?
0: I saw uh, the the little video of himself. He did commenting on it.
1: Is it a video? I, I didn't see a video. I saw, uh, I just saw a tweet. OJ Simpson. He was wrong, but I understand the sentiment.
0: Uh, I and, think that was a summary of his little vi- He did a okay. little selfie video. And, and if then. you,
1: um, but if you remember Chris Rock's OJ routine, oh, this I, is I an have... incredibly subtle, Brian Butler pointed this out. It's an incredibly subtle and disturbing troll on OJ's part because, uh, Chris Rock did this routine where, you know, uh, how do you like it if, you know, you think Ron Goldman just came with his, does, does every waiter return gloves personally to the house? You think maybe, you know, O.J. thought that there was something sexual going on and then o- Ron Goldman is driving around in the Ferrari that he bought for Nicole? Uh, and the 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 the, the punchline, the end line anyway, of of the Chris Rock routine is, I'm not saying he should have done it. I'm saying I understand. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, and and so OJ may not have liked that, so he's getting back at Chris Rock saying by saying, uh, "What he did was wrong, but I understand punching Chris Rock." Uh, I mean that so, is subtle. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty damn subtle and and uh, uh, something evil, something. So, what's your prediction
0: uh, on? Well, go ahead. Go, no, you go. Ahead. What's done. your prediction on the Academy? What the Academy will do, assuming they do something.
1: Although do something in the, in between expelling him and- uh, Suspend him? Yeah. yeah. It, it, although they, were, they did expel somebody. They, 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 yeah, the people they expelled have done serious things like Harvey Weinstein, except for one person who- The, ver- away- the
0: very first expulsion, I can tell you, was guilty of taking the uh, the copies of the movies they sent the people right. voting on I the movies- and giving bootleg copies to friends. I was just going to say the
1: first the, the other, but there is this one guy who got kicked out for giving away the screeners. Yeah. He was the first person <laughs> ever kicked out,
0: I think. Well, so this the was rest,
1: worse than this was worse than the giving away the screeners, although maybe not from the academy's point of view.
0: The, the rest uh, have been uh sexual predators. The 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 other 3 three or 4 people expelled. I don't think they'll expel him, but I would so they could suspend him for three, four, five years, during which time I guess he and maybe say he's not eligible for awards. I don't think that's entailed in in suspending him. Uh, I don't. I, anyway,
1: what 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 matters is public opinion and and what happens to his career. And I think he's losing there. So I think all's right in the world. Like well, the I, like the Ukraine war, it
0: is is going to unite Americans. I heard and that end this talk of civil war. I heard that Apple has already postponed that there's something he's associated with, I guess stars in that Apple is not going to release as their, soon as they their said. The
1: next big film, which is called Emancipation, is a, a, a Will Smith film. Uh, it. Um, uh, I learned that from Richard Rushfield too. Uh, so there. Um, mm. It's not that I know all these things. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Michael Lynn pointed out the way that you, the Ukraine war has ended all the talk of civil war and the warring tribes are red and blue and pretty much everybody is behind ukraine oh i see what you mean uh and 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 we're you know we he, his point is we have no national identities the only way we do it is by uh you know by adopting the fight of another country which we're not even allied with but that's i don't think that's very fair cuz we're if we had a national identity we'd still be for U- ukraine so uh
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure everybody is as caught up in it as the people we hang out with one way or another. But uh,
1: but, but the split between the red and the blue.
0: Yeah, is there's, really not there's happening. no real correlation. There's no um, well. And, and, you know, I mean. Uh, the the Trump years had an effect on it. the Trump years, as I have said before, kind of guaranteed that that. Democrats with the capital D would be anti-Russia on this. I mean, they would have been anyway to some extent, but of course the Trump years turned them into uh, you know out and out Russia phobes. A lot of them,
1: right? Um, in, the, in the Reagan years, it might have been different.
0: Uh, might have been, although you know, invading a country is a pretty is a it seems pretty clear cut. It's it ranks up there with slapping a guy on the Oscars. Um, um now. It, 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 yeah.
1: Anyway, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about in Ukraine. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. So, um, I mean, what's your take? So, so I guess first of all, quickly, you know, the one thing uh, that happened, I think, right after we taped last time was Biden's off the cuff remark. Right? We haven't talked right. about that. No, we haven't. The gas. Um, my take on that is, I mean, first of all, do I think it's bad for him to say that? He favors regime change, basically. Yeah, I think it's a tactical mistake because for one thing, I think it makes uh, regime change less likely. I mean, it makes, the more it looks like a, like there's an American plot to depose him, the harder it will be d- in terms of Russia's domestic politics to depose him. Right. But that aside, what I think is the just cr- almost criminal act on Biden's part is to just be improvising and freelancing uh, on sub- something of this moment. I mean, this is just, Malpractice. This is just not what, uh, uh, as I said on Twitter, what a capable president does. Now, sadly, we have actually had a series of presidents who did things like this lately. It's the kind of thing Trump did. Uh, and, in fact, both Trump and Bush said things about. Well, I'm not sure which Kim it was back in Bush's days. Whether it was the same Kim, but you know, they both said things you probably shouldn't say about somebody who controls nuclear weapons and is thought to possibly uh, be a little unstable anyway. Um, So we've had kind of a run of presidents who weren't 100 percent professional in contexts like this. But I just think this is completely inexcusable. And it is more evidence that he should not be the candidate in 2024. And the Democrats need to get rid of him. It's complete malpractice. No, I agree completely. But
1: my my take is, even if you take out the ad lib, the speech was way too strident. In other words, what we should be saying is, we support the Iranian people. Mr. Putin, end this war. Uh, uh, You know, we want them to cut a deal quickly and end the bloodshed uh, on terms that the Ukrainians will accept. Uh, He said that like half. That was halfway through the piece. He said, "Mr. Speech." He said, "Mr. Putin, end this war." and then he went off on this manichean george w bush like jag about it it's a it's a twilight battle long twilight battle between autocracies and mm-hmm. democracies and it's going to last you know for our lifetimes and this is a big deal and this is you know this t- tells putin that even if you cut a deal now we're not going to stop this war it's a long twilight battle for generations and we still hate you and so why cut a deal and it's it just it just biden sort of uh I don't know, making a big deal of himself as a the generational warrior. And th- this is what I was afraid of with Biden. He thinks he's JFK. He thinks he's, you know, gonna be the man to inspire the gen- the nation for generations. He's always tried to do that. And he tried to do it again. The whole the whole speech was bad.
0: And um uh anyway, that's yeah. No, right. I mean the death struggle with autocracy is the blob line now i mean it's you know everyone from neocons to liberal internationalists pretty much seem to think it's a great idea to frame foreign policy this way i think it's a terrible way it's a self fulfilling prophecy there's actual evidence that doing this has helped drive china and russia together actual reporting in the wall street journal it's obvious that it would do that and uh it's just you know so much it seems of american foreign policy is actually just domestic political posturing. Uh, and I think it's 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 as bad with this administration as with any. I mean, I, I really think that's fundamentally the way they're treating the Ukraine war generally, is is how is this playing in domestic politics? What can I say today to seem at least as tough as the Republicans? Um, I keep
1: getting, and also to erase the the poll hit they took with the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan.
0: Put you know, everybody was on. saying weak,
1: weak, weak well this shows this is sort of gets rid of that in theory in their minds yeah um, what what the other interesting thing is you know that he added the last line okay but there was a last line written there i mean the last line in the speech we don't, isn't the one that's out there oh really so what is it's it's some inconclusive last line you would never end a speech with you know uh, I, I mean you can you're can read the speech you can see what it is it's, it's not a speech ending line so there was some line that was there that he didn't read. So, so the actual last and, and line. What is, was is, it? And I,
0: I, I bet yeah. it's almost as bad as what he said. It's probably like only time will tell or something. Right. <laughs> it's. See you next week. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I, I, um, I don't know. As for the actual war, you know what was breaking last week uh, you know, was, was when we, right before we taped was, uh, the Russians, uh, scaling down their stated war ambitions. Um, you know, what it amounts to is, well, I think they do seem to have, I think a while ago, maybe they gave up on the idea of seizing and occupying Kiev, but anyway, that now more than ever seems to be what's happened. Uh, And they're redeploying the troops they saved that way, the assets they saved that way eastward. And the next goal is to try to encircle the Ukrainian troops in the Donbass, I guess. As as David Frum points out, uh, he has a very,
1: very optimistic, incredibly optimistic pro-Ukrainian view. Uh, They're not redeploying them to the east. They're redeploying them to Belarus, where they're being... uh, refueled and restocked and resupplied. And then they're going to
0: go to the east. And that's a long sh- schlep. Uh,
1: well, there, there could be some ex-
0: truth to that. The, this guy, Michael Kaufman, who's become a star, you know, every every big crisis turns a couple of people who were specialists in that area into stars. And he had said, uh, I don't know, close to a month ago, maybe, that within a few weeks they russia the troops were just not going to be able to sustain it. They were going to need to uh replenish and he said he thought they might try to arrange a ceasefire or somehow make time for that. Uh, he seems to have gotten the timing about right but i but but I do think it's more than a rest and refresh i do I think there is this redeployment um, oh, yeah. but- and that'll be kind of the next. Big battle, I guess. And, and you know, I think today I saw a report that the Russians had taken Izium, which I think is a town of of some significance in the encirclement gambit. That's a much they've been fighting there yeah. for a while. And now and I don't know. These things can go back and forth, but yeah. uh I guess um, that that would be good news for Russia. You
1: do you buy the stories about this uh this this dotty group of of people, uh, of Ukrainians riding ATVs who go alongside the tank columns and and destroy
0: tanks. Uh, it's a great story. I, I'm sure. I, I haven't Hollywood, seen this story. Well, what's the? Long, I mean, so they've got what they've got the shoulder-fired weapons. They got the
1: shoulder-fired weapons. They got drones. They have you know special programs they've written themselves to to map the battlefield, and there are like 30 of them. And they've destroyed the 40 mile <laughs> convoy. And, and what's of the Russian story? Tanks.
0: Like they're all grandfathers or something. What's what's well the, they're they're
1: all tech, they're all high-tech people who went into the military or something. And they were, you know, the military being the Ukrainian military being just as stupid as our military. They'd originally been defunded <laughs> so and put out of business. And then at the last minute, they realized, hey, we want these guys, and they turned the tide in theory. It's a we happy few story. Um the interest the other two interesting things is um. Uh, that it's so cold there that uh, they leave the Russian tanks uh, idling in the, in the night. Mm. And that's a heat signature that then the missiles can zoom in on. Uh, And that also Tom Ricks pointed out that once you have decided your tank is, uh, is a, you know, mobile coffin, you get out of it as soon as you can. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that, and, and so you walk alongside the tank, you don't walk in the tank you don't move in the tank and that makes you all the more vulnerable. So, um,
0: yeah, uh, I'm still waiting, uh, for these switchblades to get there. These, uh, you know, these American, uh, kamikaze drones. I think there's only a hundred in the first shipment, but some people think they could be significant. Um, I don't understand why they're only a hundred actually. Uh, but, um, Know there, and by the way, I think I had said last time or a couple of weeks ago, I described them. I, I said, One, there are two sizes of switchblades. Uh, one of them is so small, it's like five pounds, the launcher is like two feet long. Uh, and those can travel like five miles anyway. I think I said only the big one was a quote loitering munition. Technically, they're both loitering munitions. Um, but but no, th- th-
1: these people also these Ukrainians in theory built their own drones, including one that could drop a
0: bomb. Drop uh, a bomb or a kamikaze? Seems like it'd be, it'd be a lot easier to to homebrew a kamikaze. I, dropped, I don't know. It had a bomb. I, maybe it was a kamikaze. I, I think that's the that would probably I be I saw... the thing. Um, but, they're pretty but, smart, these Ukrainians. But 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 you know there is this whole issue of like is is does the Biden administration have a plan in the sense of you know is the plan to bleed the russians slowly which i think is a dubious plan for various reasons um and you know if it's not uh why are there only 100 switch well, you know it's like uh, and right exactly and, and i i keep waiting you know
1: i think i mentioned this last week our, our co- commentator Laurent ruzikas uh if i'm um, Pronouncing his name right. So there's a split in the blob, and there's a Biden blob that wants to have a short war with a deal, and there's the other this other blob that wants a long drawn-out uh, war to lead Putin and 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 have a regime change. And but who's on what side? I mean, we we uh, have you seen any reporting on which who's arguing what and and why don't we see any reporting? And 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 what's more, if the the White House being such so tightly closed. That we don't find out anything. I think that makes them a cocoon. That's why they make these mistakes. Because they don't, they don't like trot out they, the reporter doesn't find out, hey, we're planning to give a, a strident speech in Poland and get any blowback for it, which might cause a course correction. They just like they they think it out amongst themselves and they unveil it to the world. Uh, it's much better if you leak and you get some feedback, I think, usually.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deal is. I, I think it would be a mistake to underestimate how long Russia will be willing to stay in this war, and to us underestimate their aims. I mean, I was re- reading this thing, and I actually wrote it up for the today's newsletter uh, by Lawrence Friedman. That's his name, right? This kind of eminent military historian. Right.
1: He has a, uh, a substack called Comet is Freed.
0: Yeah, freed, uh, and um, he was saying that you know if, if you look at the 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 people who are you know there there are cracks in the kind of control of discourse in Russia. People are coming out even on state media and saying, "Wait a second, the story we've heard about this war isn't totally panning out." But he notes. He says you should not underestimate. You know, you might you might think these are like anti-war people. No, a lot of them are the hardcore nationalists who are demanding that they go all the way and will settle for nothing less than the complete complete uh, domination of Ukraine. Okay. And and okay. Putin faces a lot of that kind of domestic pressure. Uh, and you know, um, they already occupy. Um, well, there's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, one thing people should realize is that you know Mariupol. Uh, which is, uh, it seems inevitably, will fall, uh, that is in the Donetsk province. So they they need that, and they need a lot of other terrain they don't have yet, even to seize the two provinces that are the minimal formulation of their war aims, Donetsk and Luhansk. Now, they do already control some stuff outside of that, and I think... I, people are talking as if well they'll they'll readily give that up in the course of peace negotiations. Um, if if Lawrence Friedman is right, uh, you might want to rethink how easy there was, that's going to be. There was a
1: pretty revealing thread I think it was linked by David from uh, of, of a guy in Russia describing the mood in Russia, and it, it's it, it's pretty patriotic. Uh, you know you're not you're not you don't you can't in public. Express doubts about the war, and the the general sentiment is it's like COVID. This will be over in a few months. You know, we'll win in a few months, and uh, and that's the that's the party line. And they they haven't thought about what happens in a few months if they haven't won. Uh, but it's not actually going to go the peaceful way. Um, no, the, and I mean, uh, well, go ahead. From is wildly optimistic, and I want to read a a, a, a tweet uh, of his. From a couple of days ago. At this point, the smartest play for Russia would be to take the L, surrender all its post-23 February 23rd takings in Ukraine, accept EU membership for Ukraine, and offer some symbolic reparation payment in exchange for Ukraine agreeing not to join NATO or host NATO bases.
0: Wait, is he saying did he say give up all of what they hold in the Donbass now?
1: Uh, all that's post February 23rd taking. So if they had something pre February 23rd, they could keep it. Um, it might
0: be the smart move, but I, I think and I and I hate I hate to stereotype whole groups of people, but I do think it is characteristic of neocons not to understand the domestic political strength constraints working on the enemy, not to to look at things uh, from their point of view. And I, I don't did. think right now, I think Putin would have a lot of trouble getting away with that. <clears throat> I mean, remember, that that doesn't even meet his pre-war, the, the, his stated minimalistic what he would call this, minimalistic aspirations to control the whole provinces of Donetsk and Luhansk.
1: Now, this is sort of an Al Pacino negotiation. Here's what I offer. Nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, right. But Fromm doesn't mean it as an opening bid. He's serious. Like, this is what he expects. Well, he has a do, very, right?
1: very optimistic
0: idea of how
1: the war is going for Ukraine.
0: Well, Uh, I I in a way I I don't don't know if he's cocooned or not. In a way, I don't think that's crazy, at least in the sense that look, it's gone way better than people expected. And the truth is, the US has a very robust potential spigot, you know, faucet or whatever the metaphor is of arms flow that they could authorize. I mean, they're not giving Ukraine nearly all they would like. And and what kind of scares me, especially with this slowly bleed them scenario, is is the idea of washington slowly turning it up and just slowly all hell breaking loose. I mean today as you know probably uh, or yesterday apparently these two ukrainian uh, helicopters crossed the border uh and and blew up this russian on russian territory well across the border uh, oil oil uh facility and um they're not they're apparently not admitting they did it but it's pretty clear they did it i don't know why they're not admitting they did it so so chris rock punches back why what's so terrible about that i'm not saying it's it's certainly not unwarranted i mean you're certainly justified if a country attacks you of attacking them i'm just saying it's like nobody foresaw this i'm just saying every day the war goes on it can take a new direction we don't know yet I mean, I don't know what the logic was, because one thing you can imagine happening is Putin getting really pissed off and blow and taking out five of your remaining oil facilities. Uh, On the other hand, you can imagine Ukraine uh, this being a shot across the bow. uh, If they can credibly repeat this exercise, which I'm not sure of, then they may have meant it as a signal like quit blowing up our oil stuff. We can blow up yours. Mm -hmm. But but you need to. To figure out like how does this play out, right. um Russia is acting as if it's gonna uh, impede peace talks, right I'm not right. sure how much momentum they had anyway, right. and maybe that's why Ukraine is denying they did it, so that you know, I don't know
1: remember when, remember when that private pilot flew into Russia and went all the way to Red Square without being detected by Russian air defense? I remember that vaguely, yes, uh, I just think one can overestimate the effectiveness of Russian air defenses. Um well apparently uh, there's a lot of
0: things that were overestimated yeah. before this um, war. I mean, this is,
1: this is the this is the the follow-up tweet from from which which reinforces your point. But of course they won't take the L, the loss. They will keep fighting hoping to sustain the terror of Russian might and power until either that power utterly collapses or they back themselves into threatening nuclear war. Well, it doesn't seem like that's a good outcome. He does, he doesn't say and we will prevent the nuclear war by, you know, X or Y. Uh, so this is the end game is not all that optimistic.
0: The so, um, you know. yeah, I, uh, I agree. Nuclear war is a bad outcome by the way. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how this is going to, going to play out. The, the The peace talks don't seem to be proceeding very fast. I. Right. They don't. I mean, it seems
1: to me they're proceeding apace. There's talk of a 15 year wait to join
0: NATO. Well, yeah, there's talk. There's talk. Well, Um, no, it's not a 15 year wait to join NATO. No, the standard thing is NATO's off the table. There's 15 years uh, to determine the final disposition of um, Crimea and I think the Donbass provinces. Yeah. And and okay. but I, okay. I don't know how exactly does that work. That's a pretty vague formulation. There's also this thing Ukraine wants where what's a face saving way to give it up? Well, okay. it could be, but how do they formulate the face saving? I, I I don't know. The 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 um, it, it can't be that that part can't be too transparent if it's going to save face. But the other another thing is uh, Ukraine is is saying okay, we won't be part of NATO, but we want, in a way, the functional equivalent. We want a other countries, ideally from their point of view, including the U.S., failing that, including you know France and whoever, I mean, right. they mentioned Turkey, Israel, Germany, to guarantee that if we are attacked, they will come to our aid, even though they won't have troops in, in our country. It won't be like NATO. They won't have the right to put troops or preposition weapons, I guess, but they will pledge to come to their, our aid. Well, who's going to pledge that and how seriously is it going to be taken? Um, yeah, I was
1: trying to figure out, and, and the, the allies, are the NATO was apparently very skeptical of a, that that's basically a, a NATO-like guarantee without NATO, Yeah, and they're very skeptical of that, but it's, it's hard to come up with, there must be some sort of half solution, but it's hard to come up with a half solution. I was thinking, what if they, what if we put three American troops in Ukraine, not enough to threaten Russia, but enough to act as a tripwire? Uh, but didn't have a formal guarantee. But obviously, if you overrun three American troops uh, or any a number of American troops, were are going to be pissed off.
0: Um, I don't know. It'd be like sort of hostages like in Korea. I don't know. I think the idea of any American troops in Ukraine would not be acceptable to Russia. Uh, but um, the... Uh, I don't know. And then there's the territorial disposition. That's very challenging. I mean, you know, uh, Russia is, you know gonna be a lot of people in, in Russia who don't want Putin to give up any existing territory a uh, outside of those two provinces even and and B uh, you know territory that they occupy now and B, they don't yet control the provinces. So it's like if they want to control the the two provinces that Putin has already granted in, uh, independence to, they need to do some more fighting. I mean I don't think Ukraine is going to say, oh part of the deal is we're going to surrender the rest of those provinces. And if Russia doesn't control them, it's going to be super hard to sell this. So it seems to me you can't have a true peace deal now that freezes the fighting, you know, enduringly. Um, That's a good point. The
1: other issue is. um, Is sanctions. Apparently, Russia expects the deal to involve us freeing them from sanctions. And that seems obvious that it would involve freeing them from sanctions. Why would that? not be part of the deal because they have some troops in Ukraine and until they're all all leave you can you can that seems to be easy to finesse you you, you release the sanctions in stages and
0: when the the final Russian troop leaves all the sanctions are gone yeah now that is the that's a race in the hole I mean I, I certainly don't imagine a scenario where we take all of the sanctions off because Biden doesn't want to be accused of whatever he'd be accused of uh, if we do that given that Russia is going to get to hang on to something they got through this invasion, probably. Um, but yeah, in principle, that's a lot of leverage. The sanctions are hurting Russia. Uh, prices are rising. Not, they have succeeded. Not as well as
1: th- we thought they would.
0: Well, they they have succeeded in quasi-stabilizing the ruble. And then there's this question of who's going to win this game of chip, chicken between them and Europe over whether uh, Europe needs to pay for Russian Oil and gas. I thought, with, I thought uh, there are various ways that they were
1: already finessing that.
0: Okay, but if they finesse it, Russia wins, and and that uh, in effect. Right. I I, don't,
1: I thought the finessing was sort of it involved intermediary banks, or it was I don't know, it was some something yeah, very well, complicated. I
0: guess, I guess there's yeah, there's but probably two ways understand. to finesse it.
1: Um, uh, but, uh, but did it did it shore up the the ruble? I don't right, know. Right, right. Somebody uh, has
0: to lose. Um, it either uh, will or it won't.
1: Um, well, that's all I have to say about Ukraine, I think. Uh, uh, the, I do think the press is now a little sympathetic to Biden, because despite all his incredibly poor performance, uh, and there were like four gaffes, there weren't just three, there was... There was you mean in the one, one speech? No, in, the, in this whole trip, there were four major gaffes.
0: Oh, really? Um, we should, we should I forget what the fourth the one was,
1: but there was a... Uh, I'll look it up. Uh, but... Um, there was, there was him him telling the the 82nd Airborne, when you're in Ukraine, you will notice people standing oh, in one. front of tanks. That was just a brain glitch, but it was a pretty bad. No, but brain that was, glitch. no, just- I,
0: I, I'm sorry. I mean, you know that uh, this has been a thing with me. I, I've been worried about his cognitive health since before he was elected, and I don't think it's nothing. I thought, but- now, now I admit I have not seen the full context of that video, but it, it it's a weird thing to say. What he said was, you know, well, when you're over there, you know, you'll see these brave, you you know, it's like, wait, they're not going over, Joe. And there's
1: no reality in which if they went over there, they would see people in front of tanks. If they went over there, they'd be fighting a war and the, the, you know, the people would not be standing in front of tanks. They'd be cowering in their
0: basements. Yeah. But that Uh, is, that is standard politician bullshit. I think, you know, kind of, I can see that, but, but, mm. but, but acting as if their head, him, he seemed to briefly think that they were heading there. That's an alarming. I'm not clear on that thing.
1: He might have just been saying, "If you go over there," and instead of saying, "If you go over there," I, said if, when. if one went there, you, you said, "When you're there."
0: That that part I think can be, you know. I mean, at, at a, a minimum, a minor at brain glitch. At a minimum, a president in top working condition just. Doesn't say things that are that ambiguous, right? Like they're thinking that clearly. Like, no, this could be misinterpreted. At a minimum, I'd say that, but I fear, I fear the the glitch was a little uh, more serious than that. I, mean, I think the press is now going easy on Biden
1: because they know the alternative is Kamala Harris at the moment, and they know that she would be worse. So they're not, and they're they're worried. For example, if if you ask Biden a question about Hunter Hunter Biden in a press conference, the Hunter's you know, Hunter's guilt is becoming increasingly plausible. They're discovering payments from Chinese people directly into his bank account. They're not very big payments, only one hundred thousand dollars. That's sort of an operative. It adds up. That's sort of an operative in the lobbying business. But um they're um but Biden, they're worried that Biden will just go berserk because he's never acknowledged any wrongdoing on Hunter's part. He always explodes when you ask him. He just you know, lies about it. And and they're worried that he'll he'll self destruct, and then we're stuck with Kamala. So uh, I don't think they're asking that question.
0: Uh, Maybe that's it, why. Uh, I mean, also there's a little bit of a wartime mentality, even though we're not in the war. You know, well, that,
1: that's the same deal. It's the same they, that dovetail. Yeah, but
0: it's like yeah. you know the way you don't criticize your leader during a war unless the war starts going right. Really bad. No, that,
1: but they they both point in the same direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. but there's yeah. there's slightly different dynamics. In other yeah. words, even if there were, a, you know, a vice president they liked, they would still be taking it easy on Biden right now, I think. Right, right. Um, right. Which um, is too bad because the Democrats, I'm sorry, they need to, you know, shortly after the midterms, make it clear that there's going to be competition for, uh, for the presidential nomination in the party. And I don't know how they make that clear if he's not the one who makes it clear. I don't. I don't, I mean, I mean, in other uh, words, okay. if he doesn't go out gracefully, I don't know how that happens.
1: Well they because after after the whoever's whoever's the official nominee, whether it's Biden or Kamala, people declare against them and they beat them. I mean, and the press has to cover that.
0: And the press won't show Biden any mercy at that point. At that point it'll be a free for all. But I think the press will have to kind of decide to turn that into an issue. It's a it's a very awkward thing for politicians to challenge a sitting, you know, an incumbent of their own party. Now Um, to Gene McCarthy. Yeah, but see, but but that was like Vietnam was was wild. That was a wilder. Well, it's a good question. Was it a wilder, all-told political climate? So you, you have you know, we were talking about a lead over production
1: last week. You you have 50 senators, they all want to be president. It's obviously in some of their interests to take the risk and challenge the sitting president. They can't all be president, so some of the people have to take the riskier course and those
0: people may be rewarded or they may not be rewarded, but somebody's gonna do it. But I, I mean, think it, it helps if the media cooperate. Like the media has the power to change it from a will someone challenge Biden question to a who is who are the people who will challenge Biden question, right? They can they can do that through the framing, the questions they ask on the Sunday talk shows. That's what they need to do. That's well, what we they'll, want. They'll do that right after the election. And the voters hate Biden. They're not going to vote for Biden. OK, they're going to vote for an alternative. I mean, the Democratic he's in the 30s, but that still leaves room for a majority support in the Democratic Party. That's Those well, are the voters that matter in a primary. True, but they also
1: could be, uh, you know, standing up for the party when the pollster calls and In the actual primary, when they have an alternative who's also a Democrat, they might change their mind. Keep in mind, you know. Anyway, Biden, Biden would, would, you know, Biden never won primaries until Jim Clyburn handed him South Carolina. So, Uh, it's um, it's it's not like there's this enduring support for him the way there is in the Republican Party for Trump. Uh, no,
0: I'm not saying there's a ton, I, but I, I'm just, you seem to think it's just inevitably going to happen that there's a serious challenge in a true primary free for all. I don't think that's a given. I hope you're right. I don't see why the, you would the, think it's a given. The press
1: would be so bored. You mean Kamala Harris sort of slowly, stately procession to victory over the two years? That's not going to happen.
0: No, no. You're understand- just, no, no, no. no. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not even assuming, that I, I, no. I'm assuming Biden will run. Right, exactly. That's what we have to stop. We have to stop, first of all, because he's very likely to lose to Trump in a general election. I, when I say we, I don't mean you and me. I mean me and my compatriots uh, who believe exactly what I believe, which means a total of like three people in the country. But anyway, speaking for the other two, let me say we need to keep Biden from running because he will. He has good seems a good chance of losing to a nominee who may be Trump. And I just think that's an existential issue. Country cannot take four more years of Trump. Um, and uh, so we got to do something. That's another reason to help Biden succeed, because if he can go out on a high note, he's more likely to go out, right? You mean help him succeed politically over the next year? Yeah, yeah. yeah but then the more successful he gets, the more likely he is to want to run again. It's a fine line. It's it's kind of like trying to the micromanage the Ukraine war, you know, like you don't. The tightrope. Yeah um um okay good point which um, is which is by the way a real challenge with ukraine it's like the more you give them the bigger their aspirations and the more political pressure their president is to not give up anything you know it's and this is the one line that i f- i don't quite understand is if we want a deal in
1: ukraine somehow we're pressuring zelensky not necessarily he's going to make the call you know, and and the idea that it's unfair to, to say we want a deal because we're 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 sitting on Zelensky seems crazy. It's well, wildly well, oversensitive.
0: We, we do have leverage in the sense that we have uh,
1: leverage, and uh, that that goes with the, that go, that
0: goes with the territory. Welcome to the big leagues. But you know, I, I mean, I mean, for example, uh, here's one question: Is like suppose these switchblades prove very effective, and he wants you know a thousand more. Do we at that point say, you know, like if it turns out that they're they're almost transformational, which they probably won't quite be, but but just imagine, th- there's some combination of weapons we could give them that would make a very big difference. Okay, so imagine that weapons package, and do we say, okay, we will give it to you, but you've got to settle for X, Y, and Z at the negotiating table. Okay, you can't suddenly decide. You're going to roll things back all the way to the Russian right, border because okay, Putin right. won't take that. And we'll have war forever. I mean, I wonder if it gets that explicit.
1: I don't know. I'm that's why I'm not a not in the blob. Supposedly, half the blob wants to settle, according to you know who knows. The blob is not necessarily monolithic. Not you know. on every issue, no. Yeah. Um, the um, if you want to give, I'm transitioning here. If you want to give Biden a victory, I have one. Before the midterms, I have one word for you, Bob. What is that word? A name. What is that name? Mitt Romney. You're looking for somebody who might defect from the Republicans to endorse a reconciliation bill if it's watered down enough. Uh, uh, what you're saying?
0: Wait. Okay, wait. I, I don't if think Romney I
1: votes for reconciliation, crosses the aisle to vote for reconciliation, Yeah. nobody needs Joe Manchin. Manchin is, Manchin is, is redundant. Uh, nobody has to do what Manchin says. You have to please Romney. If I were Mitch McConnell, I would really worry that Romney would defect because he opposed the original Build Back Better bill, which is huge and, you know, deficit increasing under his lights, et cetera, et cetera. But if you water it down enough, and, and, and in particular, Bob, uh, what worries me, if you give Romney the refundable child tax credit that he wants, uh, he might vote for it and say, you know, it would get him a lot of good press as the maverick who, you know, helped the American government function. And, and he's he's treacherous and self-interested in that way. And and I worry that Romney is going to
0: defect and give Biden a huge victory. Well, worry is the word. I, I think you you lie awake at night worrying about ways that a child tax credit could get passed. And this is your latest I think, nightmare. I think, I but think the there fact is, a way, is yes. it's not li- likely at all. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think, it, I don't think it's.
1: I don't think it's not likely. The only thing that's stopping it at this point is time. They're going to run out of time. Uh, the path is clear. The Romney. The Romney solution is nigh. Well, if if you assume that Romney is as, as slithery as I think he is, um, if he's going to hold out for his original child's tax credit, which also involved, you know, eliminating welfare and eliminating the State and local tax deduction uh then no, but I don't think he'll stick to that um okay so uh i've done i've actually done some little bit of reporting on that, so i think uh i'm right to be worried okay uh so um i have i have two other major topics
0: well, we've the, got about five before, minutes before maybe before you the, should wait, tell me which ones they are and I'll I'll recommend which one to save for the parent room. Uh, if COVID is fading, why are all my friends suddenly getting COVID? Yeah, I, I felt like I was getting it yesterday. If COVID is fading, what's the other one? yeah, uh, the, the other one is that this seems to be
1: the year in California where a firm where race not race preferences, but eliminating the SAT and going holistic and wanting pressing for diversity and Screwing over the Asians with high test scores, uh, that that shit has finally hit the fan, and and students who study hard at good schools, whose parents pay a lot of money, or go to a good Catholic school that traditionally sends you know half of its graduates into the UC system, which is still considered pretty good in California, uh, they're 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 tearing their hair out because none of them are getting in anymore. They're totally fucked over, and. Um, uh, and and there's going to be some backlash, I think, but I don't know what form it takes. I don't know what they can do, but it's a, a, a dramatic change in the actual lives of anybody with kids in the California education system, and and it's going to be replicated across the nation. And you know, the backlash
0: will be something to behold. Well, it sounds like we're saving COVID for the parent room because you just did uh, you just did that. I, I will say, I just did COVID too.
1: Mm, we, <laughs> can, we can drag that say?
0: out a little more, but I will say <laughs> that um the uh uh the MIT apparently has uh restored standardized right. testing, which they had gone a couple of years without. I, you like that, right? I like it. Uh yeah, I do. I mean, I just don't see what other, you know, how otherwise uh I don't I don't know what the criteria become except for. Uh, various forms of bullshit criteria including who you know and how well connected right. you are and um i mean i've always a hobby horse of mine is and i've taught at the college level i'm not really you know credentialed academic but i've taught at several different institutions of higher learning several different kinds of courses not not like journalism courses and the thing that if i were an admissions officer i would most like to see It is any piece of writing that you know the student actually wrote. I mean, these essays, you know, when you're evaluating one of these admissions essays, you know, the the question is just, well, how much uh, help did their parents give them with it? Or did they actually hire someone to help them with it? It's just total bullshit. You have no fucking idea. And here is the irony. See, this would be the most valuable thing about the SATs. Here's the irony. The SAT, until very recently, uh, included an essay, and and now it it was it was it was bullshit in the sense that uh, the the SAT people actually graded the essay. Well, that's stupid I, to to give some kind of standardized objective grading to an essay uh, is, is stupid. But but what they had by virtue of having an essay question is an actual specimen of writing that you know the student had done now if i'm an admissions officer that's that's to me that's more valuable than anything else because right. i mean as well especially if you're a professor and you're frustrated frustrated with the quality of writing from the average student i mean you know if i, I and and i think ets gave the colleges the option of just looking at the essays if they want to but for reasons that totally elude me Colleges didn't take them up on it. I, I don't know why too much work. Yeah. Oh, but, well, maybe, but you could at least uh, you could at least have it there to glance, to look at in cases where, you know, you're trying to decide between two. Right. St- it'd be a good tiebreaker.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and and it's like, as it is, the whole process is just designed to help, uh, you know, these privileged kids who may or may not have actual talent. It's very hard to say. Yeah. Well, Especially if you You take the standardized test away.
1: So was your essay good? I thought your test scores were just good. Me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have been able to write an essay in high school that impressed them the way your test scores did? Well, I wrote test scores,
0: test scores pulled you out of Texas into the big leagues, right? Well, it's a little complicated because I transferred, I spent a a year at TCU and then transferred, but the, um, uh, but I I mean I I wrote an admissions essay not the SAT didn't include an essay back then, right okay. but I wrote an actual admissions essay and I actually wrote it because I came from the kind of family where right. my parents were like remind me where you're applying to college it just wasn't you know it wasn't <laughs> uh no seriously yeah. their only their only thing was they didn't want it to be outside of Texas that was it
1: my um I wrote my own essay it was a moving a moving Testimony of how I admired Doug Hammersholt's writings. <laughs> yeah, it was all, it was
0: unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: That sounds, like your parents,
0: sounds like your parents wrote them. Mine was it so was pedestrian. Total bullshit. My transfer essay was just about how much I like to exercise. That was actually it. I like Virginia. Virginia Heffernan said she didn't get
1: into Princeton because... Her, her essay was an attack on the Special Olympics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never get mixed up between your Princeton application and your Slate application. You remember when Andrew at a New Republic editorial meeting actually proposed to take down of the Special Olympics?
1: No, but I assume that's possible. I assume uh, I don't know what exactly what the argument would be,
0: but right. But seems- I was like, I remember. Well, we can talk about it in the parrot room. What else anyway, are we can talk about um, in the parrot room, Mickey?
1: Uh, you only allow me five things, okay?
0: You can have six because I don't think I have five. But one uh. Uh, the co—what is COVID,
1: and do I want to take the fourth shot? Uh, uh, you could tell me. One uh, is there, there. There. There was a contribution on the Bob Saget saga from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. that was that I think moved the ball forward. Uh there's uh Eric Schmidt taking over huge chunks of the government by funding actual government employees. Mm,
0: uh this is the former Google guy, Eric Schmidt.
1: Yeah. There's uh do we want to really send these uh these unless this was an April Fool's joke, and I don't think it was, send these messages to outer space saying, Hey, here's what we look at and look like, and here's where we are. So why don't you come and are you afraid they'll yeah. send drones
0: and, and blow yeah, us they'll up? They'll send
1: knives and forks. They'll, they'll send setups and plates. Uh, and with <laughs> just, this picture of this just, nice, tasty this <laughs> nice, tasty man and woman. To serve man. Uh, uh, and um, oh, there are other things we could talk about. There's the, there's uh, Eric Garcetti's uh, nomination to be ambassador to India going down in flames because of indirectly a a uh, sex har- harassment allegation, not on his part, but on one of his aides' part.
0: Mm-hmm. He was
1: harassing men and women. It would no sense at all. Um, but, you know, I, I shed no tears. Have uh, uh, I had five yet? Uh, there's a bunch of other little things. There's there's always the French election. Always. A bunch of big elections coming up. The France and a Pakistani no-confidence vote. And... Uh, and Viktor Orban in Hungary. Um, do I want him to win or do I want him to lose? I think I want him to lose. We could talk about that.
0: Uh, okay. The um, let's see. What will I talk about? Well, as long as we're talking about Bob Saget, we could talk about the Foo Fighters drummer. I don't have much to say though. Do you? He died. It Wasn't just a standard rock death of a guy who took a lot of drugs uh well that's my question though which drugs the the blood tests that i've read about seem at odds with the i mean i don't think there's anything suspicious going on it just seems like they weren't anyway i i I might as well say something about that um i will say more about vladimir putin i progressed further in this uh biography i'm almost done with the biography i don't mean i wrote it i mean i read it or listen to it um i want to talk more about the oscars uh, because i now have i have two theories you probably haven't heard of about what was going on in will smith's head i have two the, i hope original theories one of which draws on inside information from a an entertainment industry insider it's informed by that information um and i think it's not a bad theory i think i have a similar theory too I doubt the theories are the same. I think the entertainment industry insider is the same, and we can talk okay, about we, all this. Okay. okay. I, uh, but but um, um but uh and I might we, want to just reconstruct the whole the whole <laughs> for people who have not gotten enough of Chris Rock, Will Smith. It was just it was just so bizarre trying to make sense of it. I want to talk about how bizarre it was, trying to make sense of it in real time. I happen to be actually watching uncharacteristic. I don't think it was that bizarre. But anyway, okay, you can t- explain
1: to me why it's bizarre.
0: The other obvious thing we haven't talked about
1: is uh, the January 6th investigation and uh, Trump Trump's phone records uh, not being not having anything in them for seven hours. And did he buy a bunch of burner phones, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, you know more um, about that than I do. Not very much, but um, I'll know more in... By the time the room starts, how about that?
0: Okay. I um, guess that's it. There, there was, uh, I have a l- larger point about, I don't know anything
1: about it, but I have a larger
0: point about what about Trump's phone record. Okay. Um, um, the, uh, there was at the last minute on Twitter, there popped up this, uh, what, what the Russians with attitude guys are saying is, uh, New evidence of false flagism at the maternity hospital, but I'm I defer to my wife on this because she, uh, so I've sent her the tweet and I will consult with her in the meanwhile because I don't even understand what the theory is exactly. Uh, there apparently is some woman who's, who's gone to Russia and either was or wasn't one of the women. And is saying things about it. But I, this may be nothing by the time I consult with my wife. It probably will okay. be nothing. So never mind. Um, oh, but I do want to... Um, eh, yeah, that that's probably enough. Um,
1: if, if any readers know how to take off makeup, makeup. Yeah. DM, uh, DM me. Doesn't it have to do it, with cold cream or something? It is something... I, I some are water soluble, some are not. I don't know. Anyway, There's I may all- reappear. I may have makeup smeared all over my face. Who knows?
0: If we have time, I may get into this minority theory about Ukraine, where according to which, what's happening was exactly the Russian plan all at long all along, and the uh, troops near Kiev were just doing a feint to tie up Ukrainian troops.
1: Is this the Brett Stevens theory?
0: Um, not exactly. Uh, I, I it, it's kind of a, it's a, well, actually Glenn, Glenn Greenwald and Michael Doherty kind of nodded in its direction. The person who's actually articulated it is Scott Ritter. Um, huh. and, uh, but I mean, he's the only one with anything like expertise in this realm who's, I've been, you know, I've, who's articulated it. Finding out what Michael Doherty thought about the war was
1: on my list of to do things that I didn't get to do. So. You can tell me.
0: I can tell you a little of what he said lately, yeah. yeah. Um, all great. right. So we will see. It. So this is a patreon.com slash parrot room. You want to hear all of these things and more and more. Plus see, see the parrot. Plus so much more. Plus so much more. Exactly.